audio. That's way different than your normal one. It sounds like you're getting a Halloweeny. <laughs> what? That sounds gross. Don't say that. You're the one that said like your zipper. Any... Your zipper was in the downward no, position. No, haven't you ever had that happen? Like, and you, you you zipper, and then it instead of having the the zipper part up, yeah, it goes I, down. Yeah. Then it gets stuck into the little part of your jeans. So as you were walking out, and I was standing there, the only thing I could think of was flaccid zipper. Oh my God! This is how that we're starting a, it. That would be a good this name for a, a band. It'd be a good punk band. Flaccid, Flaccid Zipper. Zipper. You guys can use that. Whoever wants it can have it. There you go. It's all yours. Take it. Just, just throw me on your credits whenever you. You're not going to get credit for anything. And boy, I, are, never, I never get credit for anything. Are you going to struggle through this episode, Rob? Sorry, I'm not sorry. I love no, making you do this. Honestly, this is like my favorite. These are my favorite episodes to do. I'm actually off doing work today, and I get this text: "Hey, are you coming back? We're doing candy corn whiskey today." If not, I could I could postpone it till tomorrow. And you just wanted to and rip I'm off like, that Band-Aid today? I am taking the rest of the week off. I put uh, in my time. Are you, gonna, are you taking the rest of the week off? No. Oh, you're not? I, you're still no, going to be here? No. I was just... The rally. The yeah. rally summit took all my energy. It does. You, you look tired today. And so I gave yeah. you something that's 124 proof. Yeah, that'll wake me right before, up. Before we get into what we're going to get into here. Barrel dovetail, if you get a chance, try it. It's good. We will, uh, we're going to dive into a little Halloween. It's way better than the seagrass. Scariness I don't what they say. for whiskey. I love stuff like this. God, I love stuff like this. Researching this stuff, just, just, it's, I spent all day do I, 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 I didn't do half of the rest of my job today. <laughs> Because I just wanted to do this. And, and still had time for this. I still did. Um, but I want to get into some some cool Halloween stuff. And then and then we're going to talk about this bottle of, of candy corn whiskey that I've had sitting in my office since. Oh, he was just absolutely giddy, folks. Oh, back in August, I think, is when Bruner sent me the text saying that it was available. And I rushed out there and grabbed a bottle. No, that wasn't that when I got the twice-barreled rye and you got this. Yeah, could very well have been Man. this. And uh, I think I was easily more excited than you when it came to that, too. That was absolutely true. Although that twice barrel dry is pretty damn good. And I think we're going to try to make a cocktail out of this, which I said I was going to research whether it was the first or not, but I didn't. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to say we're the first to do it. It's the first on whiskey at work. Yes. The first one of these. Right. What? Why are you shaking? But I think I'm, I don't know. That's a good question. Why, why am I shaking it this? It is whiskey adjacent isn't it they uh they make these little cute little screwball peanut butter whiskey cans that are like they're like two shots of it yeah is what it is i'm getting so sick just looking I at it i shake it anyway all right let's get into this i want to talk about i want to talk about scary stuff but first i want to talk about an auction that's coming up that i don't know if you want to pull your money in with me a little bit um <laughs> is it is it your money or is it Joni's money no it'll be it'll be my money and your money it's being called the most sought-after Scotch whiskey. Okay? okay, this is according to Sotheby's. So right, not, right, right, right there, right there, we don't have enough you money between you us. We're gonna need Joni's money. <laughs> it's a 96-year-old bottle of single malt Macallan. Estimated price 1.4 million dollars. It's the Macallan Adami 1926. Uh, advanced bidding starts November 1st. 
if, if you're we interested. Should, we should bid early. <laughs> yes. Let's see if we can get the first bid in on that one. Four dollars. Just, just to say we did. Whiskey at work bids four dollars <laughs> and twenty-seven cents. Uh, this has been aged in sherry casks over six decades. Forty bottles of it were bottled, making it the distillery's oldest vintage. Uh, Twelve of the bottles uh, had their labels designed by Italian painter Valario Adami. Just the 12. You know, Valario. Just the 12. Just the 12 did. What what, what was on the other bottles? That's a good question. I don't know. It's like, no, fuck it, printer broke at 12. (laughs) Well, what's interesting about this is because it's a 96-year-old bottles of scotch, they actually had to go in and replace the cork and put new glue to the labels because it's, you know, it's just been sitting there for almost 100 years. Because it was flaccid zipper. (laughs) <laughs> no, it wasn't flaccid zipper. <laughs> the glue broke down so bad that... So I know we've had this conversation before. Well, couldn't but... they just put those labels on any bottle at this point? We don't know that this is true. Well, but you have to you have to think from coming from someplace like McAllen that yes, this is they're they're on the up and up. They're not going to lie to you yeah, about the stuff. Yeah, but Sotheby's might be lying assholes. We don't know. Well, them. I don't know. Sotheby's is one of those auction houses that's Yeah, fine. Top of the way, always looking right. for the bright side. You are. I I try to. Okay, or so yin and yang, folks. Here's what. Uh, here's what will lead me into the to the to the haunted version of this podcast that I want to do today. Have you ever heard of? They call it the Lost Distillery Collection. Have you ever come across this in any of was your it, readings it, of anything? Was it the whole distillery was lost, or just the collection? No, this. It's a range. <laughs> Sometimes you think you're funny. It's a range of these whiskeys. I think I'm funny okay. most of the time. Most no. of the other people right. agree to disagree, I guess. they There's these two guys that got together and started this distillery called, the, or this company called the Lost Distillery Company. What they have done is they have gone to all of these distilleries that no longer exist in Scotland. And collected a bunch of stuff. And found what they believe... <laughs> Are the mash bills from all of these from these distilleries that haven't existed for a hundred years? What they have gone and done is then recreated, worked with master blenders to create the whiskey as it was from those lost distilleries that don't exist anymore. So they blended it, but they didn't really distill it. From right, the original but mash they bill. right they created yeah they found their, that mash bill and then tried to recreate those distilleries that didn't exist anymore. That's... Reaching back into the past, the ghostly past, right, Rob? Um, you are weird. <laughs> but, okay, I don't get it. Why? I... The whole thing was to preserve the tradition of Scotch whiskey from these distilleries well, that I don't, don't exist don't, anymore. I understand, but yeah. why wouldn't they just, if they have the mash bill, why wouldn't they just distill it again and then, ta-da, you have it, instead of guessing what it might taste like and blending it together? Well, I think that's the point, though. You you want to try to recreate the exact flavor of it. Well, how can you tell that but from I don't... something written on a piece of paper? Why weren't I, you? I was, why why I didn't assume... you work for like the the police department, Rob? <laughs> huh? Well, why didn't you do that instead? Wouldn't it be easier to get the true flavor of what the mash bill tastes like by just distilling it? Let me read you this paragraph. Oh, good. Once they had a good understanding of the whiskey, these two guys uh, from Lost Distilling Company begin to recreate the lost flavors. They worked with master blenders to create whiskeys that were true to the original style of each distillery. And they have over 20 whiskeys 
that represent a different lost distillery. They're made from a variety of grains, aged in different types of casks, bottled at different strengths. Okay. Uh, and they've won numerous awards for these whiskeys. So are they actually doing any distilling, or are they taking scotch that's already thing and thinking, oh, this is what it must have been like 100 years ago? That, the second one, I believe, is what they're doing. Well, shit, anybody can do that. Well, I don't, really, anybody well, can I do that? Know. How can you, you tell me, what is what is a 20-year-old scotch whiskey going to taste like that's made out of malted barley, which is what it is? I mean, holy shit. It's going to taste like scotch. I don't these distilleries that existed a hundred years ago—they're ago, they're trying to—they're trying to match up a flavor that they don't haven't even tried to distill on their own. I don't. Get well, I don't it. think you need to try to distill it. I think you can take the ingredients and the instructions from it and recreate it now through sourced. Do you think whiskeys? Do you th- <laughs> huh? right? Do you do you think, for example, could you, without knowing what Jack Daniels tastes like and just knowing that it's. 60% corn and 20% rye and 20% wheat or whatever the bash bill is, you think you can just go, okay, well, if I do that and blend these seven whiskeys together, that that's going to taste like Jack Daniels? The answer mm. is no. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe. How? I mean, what? If yes, you, if maybe. If you don't know what it tastes like because you didn't distill it the way that they distilled it, are you going to be able to blend these whiskeys together and, and say that this definitively tastes like that? Let me read you another paragraph. Oh, I can't hardly wait. These two guys spent years researching the history of Scotland's lost distilleries. <laughs> they visited the sites of the lost distilleries, spoke to former workers, and studied historical records. Their goal was to learn as much as they could about the whiskey that was produced at each distillery. Did they taste any of it? Did they distill any of it? They worked with master blenders to create and they worked with that master, were true so- to the original. So the answer still they didn't distill it. Is no. no, but I don't think so that they, matters. So they don't know what it tastes like, and they didn't distill any of it themselves. <laughs> Talk about that story anymore? It's dumb now. Took all the fun out of it. You ruined the magic for me, Rum. How's that bourbon going down over there, pal? Well, better than your crappy <laughs> stories so far. Are you going to tell me something good? Yes, oh, we'll tell you something good. good there's, now. there's more goodness coming. Before we get into this uh, super exciting whiskey that I'm to be followed by the other. Really excited to tell you goodness. about. Uh, I love dovetail. I don't, I don't. Love, 100, I don't love. I don't love. I don't love. You should try it. I don't love barrel. Dovetail is pretty good. This whiskey was finished in rum, port, and what's that word say? Dunn Vineyard Cabernet Barrels. Okay. Anyway, that's not the whiskey we want to talk about. That's your that's your prep now, this whiskey is my, for this. This is my primer. Right. This is to get you going into so what's going to be phenomenal. I can tell all of phenomenal. the other people that have never distilled whiskey how to blend it together <laughs> oh, and make it God. taste like this. All right. I'm going to have you let that go now. We're just going to have you drop that. You okay. clearly You're going have to, learned nothing over you, our years together. I know. Together. I know. I haven't. But I'm just gonna ask nice like because I don't think because I, I don't think I've ever asked nice before for you to just stop doing that. No, you didn't, is no. that gonna work? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> okay, it's better than shut up, I guess. Do you like? Do you like the paranormal? I don't like is a weird word. Well, do you enjoy? Uh, it's intriguing. Okay, those are the movies that scare me. Like those, I think that's the, the point. Yeah, well, but but like the jump scare Friday the Thirteenth ones are, they're all right. Yeah, or were when I was a kid. But right. Like the creepy, I can't explain it ones are the ones that 
really kind of make me. Did you watch the fall of the house of Usher? I have not yet. Okay. I highly, I highly recommend it. Very, very good. It's, it's on one of the things that I want to watch. Okay. Yeah. You should do that uh, as soon as possible. I think you'll really like it. Um, I do. I, I've, I've been enamored by the paranormal since I was a kid. I don't believe in a second of it. I don't believe that ghosts exist. I don't believe in Bigfoot. I don't believe. I want to believe in the Loch Ness monster, but I don't believe that the Loch Ness monster. Didn't you see exists. the video of the Bigfoot and the? Off I did. The train? I saw the one that was pooping off the train. Right. Yeah. They said it was looked like it was taking a dump. It's not a Bigfoot. It was a guy in a guy in a ghillie suit. That's got that's got to be really hard. Like, hey man, the train's getting really close to where you're supposed to be. Can you take a dump right now? It's like, oh yeah, I was gonna stand up and scare you, but you know, I really had to go. No, I think it was a guy in a ghillie suit. It's like I cannot hold it anymore, and the train is coming. I was hunting this deer, but the train right. came by and scared it away. Exactly. So I might as well take a shit. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I, when I Bigfoot got to go. Bigfoot got to go. I don't, I don't believe in the paranormal, but it's one of my favorite things to I wouldn't call Bigfoot research. Paranormal though. Why? Well, they're well, I don't know. technically Cause, those cause are known as spirit. They're known as cryptids. That's where cryptozoology oh, comes in. Thank you, cryptids. For, yeah. Thank you for boring the shit <laughs> out of us. That's what. That's what the they proper would be terminology. As. Look, I dig into this. I love this stuff. I love to I love to research a lot of these things. So it got me down a path of looking at like talking to an engineer sometimes. Um, whiskey no offense, and Christian. the paranormal, wondering if there was any such connection. And boy, howdy, boy, howdy, Rob, is there? There is so much, but well, then obviously because of the lost distilleries, probably. right? All of them. That just imagine all those haunted bear fields where distilleries used to be. In Scotland, yeah, now, right now they're the home of a master blender trying to recreate their flavor. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> God, so you know what? Let's uh, here. We'll start in Scotland. Oh, okay, good. you're familiar with Bowmore on yeah. the Isle of Isla, right? On the Isle of Isla. On the Isle of Isla in Scotland. Uh, Isla's the one that I don't like, right? Yeah, Isla's the one you don't the like. That's one. got the Bowmore and the Laphroaig and the Lagavulin. Yeah. Um, this distillery is said to be haunted by the ghost of a headless horseman. Cool. Uh, the story goes that a horseman was a, a crofter. Was his name Ichabod? Named no, his name was Lachlan Bon, and he was murdered in the 18th century. Was he was he related to Simon? He was not Lebon. No, because it was Bon or Bon Scott. Um, he was known to enjoy a dram of Bowmore whiskey, and his ghost is said to be drawn to the distillery by the smell of the whiskey, as we all are. Really, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what got me to I yes, exactly. Uh, let's go to, um, the Glenlivet distillery, uh, where they have a cursed bottle is it the of whiskey, Glenlivet? the Glenlivet. Uh, they have a 12 year old founder's reserve is what it's called. And the story goes that the whiskey was made using a recipe that was passed down from generation to gener- uh, generation of the Glenlivet family. But the le- recipe was lost when the last of the Glenlivet family died in the early 1900s. Maybe the lost distillery could well, recreate it. They tried to recreate the recipe. Oh, the Glenlivet Distillery did. And they all died and got killed by the Headless Horseman. They were nebul- never able to do so. <laughs> and as a result, the Glenlivet 12-year-old Founders Reserve is said to be cursed. Anyone who drinks the whiskey is said to be doomed to live a life of bad luck. So if you ever come across Glenlivet 12-year-old Founders Reserve, mm-mm-mm, you stay away from that. All right? Now let's go to McAllen. They also have a Headless cursed Horseman? whiskey. Cursed. It is the McAllen 12-year-old Sherry Oak, 
This whiskey was made using a sherry cask that was haunted by the ghost of a former distillery owner who died in a tragic accident. The ghost of the owner is said to be trapped in the cask and is said to be very angry, as I would be as well, trapped in a cask. <laughs> what if you rub the cask? Does he come out the bunghole? <laughs> come on, that was completely off the cuff. We haven't even talked about this. That was funny. That was funny, but it caught me in a laugh cycle. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm gonna have to sit with that for a minute. Yeah, because that one that one was pretty good. I'm gonna give that to you. Acid zipper. I'm telling you, it's a hit. <laughs> um, now, of course, you're famous. <laughs> Genie out the bunghole by flaccid <laughs> zipper. <laughs> like I'm gonna have to put a content warning on this episode now. Thank you. Well, you got you know you gotta be 21 to drink. You should have to be <laughs> at old least, enough to listen. At least that to listen. So Brown Foreman, of course, makes your favorite whiskey. Um. And they are haunted by the ghost of George Garvin, a distillery it, worker. Wasn't he, he was the power forward for the Spurs, oh, known as the, the Iceman way back when, right? That was not George Garvin. The that finger, was, finger roll. Right, but that was George. It's George Gervin. Gervin, yeah. Dummy. <laughs> uh, he disappeared in the late 1800s. His body was never found, and his disappearance to this day remains a mystery. Consequently, no one has seen George Gervin in a long time either. This guy died in like 1898. Gervin was around he's, in the he's 70s. Been, he's been seen since 80s. Then. Yeah, I think so. Um, I used to have a cool poster of George Gervin. I didn't have the one of George Garvin. <laughs> I don't I don't think anybody had the George Garvin poster because they can't find him. So <laughs> they couldn't do. Well, maybe the the distillery people can blend up kind of like a picture of what he must have looked like. Well, they I did see photos of him. So his the, the actual photos of him exist, but I don't You could make it into a poster. You could make a George Garvin poster. I should. He could be sitting on a throne of ice. Yes, that that would be that would be one of the most that would be a great joke to post online for anybody to get. It'd be a hard joke to understand, but it'd be funnier yeah. than hell. The Brown Foreman people would giggle. <laughs> Maybe. Well, um, let's go with to a caption, probably. Let's go to Loretto, Kentucky, which is the home of Maker's Mark. It's said to be haunted by the ghost of T. W. Samuels who founded the distillery in the 1800s. Visitors have reported seeing his ghost wandering the grounds and even sitting in his former office chair. They've also reported hearing strange noises and seeing unexplained movements in the distillery. But come on. Something that old. Of course you're going to see stuff like that. That's because the floor is uneven. Why do you have to attribute it to ghosts? Why can't you just be like, this building's 160 years old. Chances are things are going to be a little weird in it. Right? I don't know. That's my take on any of this. Old buildings, it's at night. Your brain gets fooled. I worked I worked for a company called the Tri-State Livestock News back when I was a kid. At the very starting of my career as a graphic designer. And there were there were people in that building that would not would not be in there by themselves late at night because they claimed it was haunted. Where is that building at? It's on Main Street in Sturgis. It's a big uh I don't know if it's down in the, I don't know, first block of Main Street on the south side of the street. We need to get in there. We should go in there and do I a... I don't know what's in there now. Is there nothing there? What's it next to? But it's on Main Street? Yeah, it was next to, like, Town and Country Plumbing, which I'm not sure is there. God, I don't know, the I don't know any of those businesses. I'm, I go down Main Street three it, times a week. If you drive down Main Street, it's the big sand block building on the left across kind of from the armory. 
Oh, there you go. That's all you had to say. Well, you asked what businesses it that, was next to. Right. right. And it's kind of next to the armory. That would have made across sense. Across the street. It's not That's next even to better. It's across the street from the armory. By, by, uh, by Hot Leathers. Different. Further down. Okay. For those of you that have no idea what we're talking about. First quarter of Main Street. Sturgis is a little town in South Dakota that has this. Famous I don't for know, the motorcycle some, rally. Some call it a rally, I guess. I'm kind sure, of a I'm kind sure of a big the, deal. The three right? people that are listening to this. They know Sturgis. Sturgis probably. All right, let's go to our last one, uh, which is the Buffalo Trace Distillery, Frankfort, Kentucky, believed to be haunted by the ghost of Colonel Blanton himself, who used to own the distillery. Some visitors have reported seeing his ghost walking through the warehouses, while others have heard unexplainable noises and even smelled the scent of his favorite cigar. Not candy corn. Probably wasn't candy corn. Okay. No. Um, so those are some of the, uh, listen, do you hear the haunted train going yeah, by right yeah. now? Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah. The ghost train? Let's drag this out so I don't get stuck in traffic. <laughs> uh, anyway, those were some of my favorite little stories about haunted There's going to be somebody that's places. mad because they wanted to hear the story, that none of which I remember now because I was just too busy thinking of ways to make fun of it. Which and one? I don't, all of them. <laughs> So there's going to be some listener one who's guy really excited who to hear really wanted to hear it. And all he is going to remember is George Gervin finger roll. <laughs> and he's going to be. And the terrible yeah. what's coming out of the bunghole. Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, other yeah, one. That was that was still funny. <laughs> if you rub the barrel. It'll come out of the bunghole. That's what you said, Rob. I know. God dang it. For those that don't know in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> the hole is is the the is 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 the the plug that goes into the hole on the side of the barrel is called the bung, so it does go into the bung hole. Made famous by Beavis and Butthead. Right, exactly. But that's an actual term on a on a whiskey barrel. <laughs> so, so we're not being just rude to be rude. Distillers do not use teepee for their bung hole. <laughs> well, I would hope they do. What do they use? Wooden. Things. Isn't that rough when you wipe? Anyway. Coming up, we are going to be trying... Oh, can you tell that I haven't slept since 2.30? <laughs> this candy corn whiskey. That's on the way. The Daily Slice offers essential podcast updates for Rapid City and the Black Hills, delivering locally influenced news alongside vital national and global stories. With fresh episodes every morning, it's your perfect start to the day. Don't miss out. Subscribe to The Daily Slice on your preferred podcast platform. Back on Whiskey at Work, it's Rob and Mark. Rob has been so anxious for this. This is the... I love looking at your little face when de- we do this. Definition of my nightmare is what it is. Do you need, right. uh, do you need to rinse that out a little bit? Yeah, or? you better. I got a little... Gonna, I got just a little... Why, why would I want the taste of there. good whiskey in my mouth when I drink this stuff? This bottle comes to me from our good friend Dan Bruner out at Timmins Market. Yeah, remind me to... Thank you in person one next time, Dan. He got super excited when it came in. I was probably the first person he texted, and I immediately rushed out to get it. Now, this is from Iowa. This is Clive, oh, Iowa. Of course it is. The Denner Distillery, produced and bottled by Denner Distillery. So now produced. But not distilled. Doesn't say distilled. So obviously it's probably sourced. Sourced from somewhere. With the flavor. Okay. And with the they Halloween took, season coming up, they oh, took, what did I do? They took perfectly good whiskey and added a bunch of crap to it. Well, go, go ahead. I'll let you pour as much as you want, I, Rob. This is bad because I get heavy-handed even when mm. it's terrible. 35%. This is one of your favorites, I'm sure. It tastes exactly like a piece of candy uh, oh corn. Oh, my God. It's like you can smell it already. Yeah. That's what it is. 
It is candy corn, 100% soaked in whiskey. It's got good legs. <laughs> it certainly did. The nose is offensive. <laughs> Penetrating, however. Sweet. You can. It's There's a lot of corn smell. Does it? But it smells like it candy corn. It smells like fucking candy corn. Uh, you know what? I. It's it's exactly what I thought it would be. I mean, there's no well, there's no surprise in any of this. It's right? not even. It's it says candy corn, right? Candy corn flavored whiskey on it, right? I mean, what what how what well, how would you what else would you get from it? But you okay? It's not like they're you know hunt, subtle hints of candy corn. No, but consider the consider the other flavored whiskeys. Considered anything that's even the the screwball whiskey, or the the Jack Daniels you and know, it's flavored, and the Crown and it's flavored, and the Jim and it's flavored. You get hints of Crown, you get hints of Jack, you get hints of Jim. Yeah. You get those you get flavors in there. A screwball, you get hints of brown sheep. <laughs> I, no, I don't know where. No, they're not. They're golden black. Oh, golden yeah. black sheep. Right. Which tastes different than the brown ones. The thing with these flavored whiskeys <laughs> that don't come from a major distillery. A, a mutton guy would get the joke. I, I, well, we also are... Very close to the sheep capital of the world here in South Dakota. It's the sheep capital of the nation. Oh, it is? It's not the world? I suppose not. Well, Scotland might have us beat in that area for sure. Australia. Australia does? Okay. So sheep capital of the nation is right next to us as well. Um, But any of these kind of, like I said, if they aren't associated with a distillery, it's just, yeah, it's it's just candy-flavored whiskey, right? What does your face say, Rob? It's better than I thought. Really? What? Yeah. Hold up. I'm not. Wait ever, a minute. I'm going to mark this part of the podcast. I'm, I'm not ever ordering it or buying a bottle. <laughs> but it tastes. It's not as sweet as I thought it would be yeah. either. Yeah. It's not like that it. apple, uh, like the, the proper 12 apple, which no, was which so was sweet. Jolly Rancher. About killed you. Um, now, what we wanted to do with this. How much are you putting in your glass? Oh. I'm going to put in about that much. Well, but how are you going to... And then I'm going to take this. I'm going to go a one-to-one ratio of this. Oh, so you're gonna you're telling me i got to drink the rest of this yep, before... You, you no, do. I'm not. You're going to have to just dump that in here. And then I this. can't drink more of this. <laughs> Why not? Because, as, I mean, as, it was better than I thought, but I didn't, I didn't say anything about being good. All right. There's what we decided to create on this episode of Whiskey at Work. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Do you guys do this? The only time in the world that I eat candy corn is around Halloween, and my wife always puts some candy corn in, like, some dry roasted peanuts and puts them in a bowl. So you grab a handful, and I'm a big fan of salted nut rolls, so when you you, you grab a handful, it tastes like a salted nut roll, right. right? So when you brought this up, I thought, well, what <laughs> in my stupidity that I'm kicking <laughs> no, myself No, it wasn't stupid now. at all. What happens when you take this stupid candy corn whiskey and you put peanut butter screwball in it is it gonna taste like a salted nut roll we are about to find out we should have salted the rim maybe oh damn that'd have been a good idea i don't know No, that's that's for people that are better at making cocktails than me what i did is i just took a one-to-one just dump a a one-to-one uh ratio of candy corn whiskey with the screwball peanut butter whiskey mixed it around a little bit and now i'm gonna see if it hits me like a salted nut roll ready it smells kind of like it what do you think? I haven't done it yet. It smells a little like it. If there was a little, you were right. If there was a little salt around the rim, 
I think you would. I think it, you would have nailed it. It needs a little more candy corn. It's like I put too much peanut butter in it. <laughs> I I think a one to one with maybe a, sl- a slightly more candy corn would give it that. Yeah, uh, I think this All drink right. would be. God, I didn't want to do this with a salted gonna, rim. Pretty soon, my glass is going to be full. Getting this ratio right. <laughs> God, that is a healthy pour of this for you, for I know. sure. Oh, God, I'm getting diabetes already. But this is a, yeah, this could easily be a cocktail you could pull out around Halloween or even Thanksgiving as well. If you're looking for like something desserty. Sure. Yeah. Something desserty when it's it, all yeah, done. A little more candy corn helps. God, did I just say that? A little more candy corn helps. That, that's the art words I ever thought I'd use. That might be the whole, that might be the line of it, this podcast it right a there. salt. Yep. I think if you did a little salt around the rim, or even in it. Oh, maybe uh, in it work? too. I maybe know. I don't know. Do we have any salt? This is pretty good. Do we have you any, know what? Do we have any slave people out there? We'll go fetch we us don't some salt. We don't have any. They're all. They're already gone. Um, although it is still technically we're on the clock for another fifty-four minutes, so I don't well, know why everybody's not. gone. Because that's what they do. This is. Uh, we could yell at Mitchell. He's not doing anything. This is enjoyable. I don't know. This is. I. Really, really like this. Tucker, are you listening? Yeah, Mark Tucker, Windsor Tucker, Black. We've got you your, listening? we've got your next cocktail uh, that you should make uh, just for the rest of the season, probably. Yeah, oh, experiment shit. with it a little. Mm. Oh, there must be might be another liquor out there that is just kind of salty. Sir, tequila. Know. You have to add the salt to the tequila. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. I don't know. I like it. I like the candy corn whiskey. I thought it tasted better than I thought it was going to. I would drink it on ice, probably to sip. Um, I also like, I mean, obviously I'm a huge fan of screwball. Uh, and yeah, that explains th- why there's still a bottle frozen in my fridge up here. There's just nothing that you can't add screwball to that it doesn't make better. He likes it so, so much. Well, I didn't know you had that in your office. Now that well, I know, well, I'm going to get some. I thought it was downstairs. But I have just a, a crap ton of these tiny cans at my house. <laughs> that I'm do trying you? to get through. Yeah, I do. I got quite a few. Uh, this is pretty good, Rob. I like are, it. Are you using them? Um, <clears throat> no, I haven't recently. <laughs> I honestly, we've talked about this a little off the podcast, but you specifically and me to a degree are getting to a point where I'm not quite sure what I have when it comes to whiskey anymore. Because I have a lot. So I tend to forget, oh, when I'm going through my cabinets, mm. like, oh, yeah, I, I ooh, forgot about that one. I have that one in here. That's what's kind of happened with this, too. Because this is hiding behind all of my other bottles. No, my, mine's kind cans. of all out in the open in the bar. but So I know what I have. I've, I've been just kind of shooting for whatever has the lowest amount so I can clear out right. some shelf space. That's exactly what I've been doing, too. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Lucky for me, Eagle Rare is next on the list. Because <laughs> there's a full bottle in the other room. I guess happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, go find yourself a favorite spooky cocktail. If you're taking your kids out trick or drinking, you might bring a flask of this. I don't think stuff. you should take your kids out trick or drinking at all. I think you sh- you should take your kids trick or treating, and then you go drink. But make sure your kids are home well, safe. You know, if you're walking okay? around the neighborhood with a flask, no. No, you're not walking around drinking. They won't pull you over for open container. You're walking. You're pulling the toddler in a wagon. Really? Nobody's just parked their car around the block and then walked up and down the rich part of town to get the big candy bars? Because you know that's what's happening. And then they get in their cars and drive home again. Stop encouraging that, Rob. My neighborhood was pretty good when my kids were little. (laughs) All right. 
I don't know how to end this. Uh, this is just how I got to end it. We're just we're <laughs> just, one, we're just my neighborhood be... was pretty good. Yeah, when I guess you guess you guess your neighborhood was pretty good when your kids were little. Rob, y'all have a now we just turn off the lights and <laughs> y'all have a happy Halloween. Watch the baseball game. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquis, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Mm-hmm.